0: hello and welcome to the bl portfolio podcast coming from business lines in-house research team at bl portfolio we slice and dice stocks mutual funds insurance and other financial products as well as give you sound ideas to manage your money i am kumar shankar roy senior assistant editor in today's podcast i have with me my talented colleague amsini karthik senior assistant editor Hey, Hey Kumar,
1: thank you so much. That was a lovely introduction.
0: Hamsini, one of the biggest draws for many investors to buy insurance policies has been these tax breaks, right? So this year's budget proposed a change. The maturity amount for certain life insurance policies will be taxable from April 1, 2023, right? So income from life insurance policies, except for ULIPs issued after March 31, 2023 will be taxed, where? The yes. aggregate annual premium for such policies exceeds five lakh. I think that's the proposal, mm-hmm. right? So thankfully, the tax exemption of section ten D will continue in case of proceeds on death of the policyholder. And yes, but, uh, I think the major part of this has been that the stock market has reacted to this news. I think on the budget day itself, right, the tax ex- yes. fell sell on insurers yes. stocks of all these uh, life insurers kind of fell. So yes. uh, we've been reading about this and. We've been seeing that broadly there is kind of a talk that this the strong growth, you know, in these non-par products, which the insurance yes. uh, industry kind of terms them, right? So they have been uh-huh. dented, and uh, the cap of five lakh is applicable to all life insurance policies across. So it may deter individuals from purchasing additional policies if they have exhausted yes. the limit with the primary insurance. Absolutely. So without further ado, since our listeners will know this part of it so we would want to know what will be the impact for it how the insurers are going but before we do that i want to tell this hamsini has written a very comprehensive deep dive article on this subject it will be out on our website saturday evening and will be out in print on sunday so hamsini what is your assessment of this proposal on life insurance stocks how large is this business of high value policies for insurance
1: Sure. So let's just go back to Mm. 1st of February. Mm. We saw all the insurance stocks plunge by 8 to 10%. The Mm. second day also, they took a little bit of beating. Then subsequently, a few managements have come out. Either they've spoken to large brokerages, uh, sell-side analysts to pacify some of the investor concerns, or Mm. they've come on television, they've come on our papers as well to say Mm. what sort of an impact the whole thing Mm. will have. Mm. But it's very interesting. Usually when companies come out and say that, you know, we will not get hurt so much, the Mm. markets do tend to believe them. But in this case, the Mm. markets are discounting the positive commentary of whatever the insurance heads are putting out. Let's look at insurance products, how they are sort of showcased to customers. Yes. In India, when you talk to an agent, when you talk to a banker, partner, like hmm. uh, ICICI Bank for IPRU Life or HDFC Bank for HDFC Life and so Correct. on. Correct. The conversation would largely be that, sir, why don't you take this policy? You tax benefit. So, as much as companies tell us that you know people are taking it for their own protection, for their own life cover, as hmm. a savings option and so on and so forth,
0: the oh. primary
1: selling aspect as far as insurance is concerned is tax cover right yes, yes, now yes. how do we intrinsically uh, arrive at this 30 to 35 percent of mm. products that is sold by insurance companies mm. are done in the months of jan feb march we call it jfm, and, JFM uh, colloquial parlance. Yes. yeah right mm. so this jfm sales is still a very important component for mm. insurance companies and okay. jfm is typically a period that is linked to tax ops, you know, yes. tax advantage related. The last minute planning, what, whichever we do, comes yeah. up, you, we use uh, insurance, we use some medical claims, this, that and get it done, right? True, true, so true. one at one end, the government is trying to plug in on this and yeah. it's a deliberate measure, I would say, because every other product we are saying that people have to buy for their own uh, good Like Mm. on deposits, for instance, uh, Mm. above 5000 of interest, it is susceptible to charges, taxes, right? Mm. Then why should insurance be sold as a tax free product? Mm. But mind you, there are three products which is kept out of the uh, stream, Mm. partly because they're already under the net and partly Mm. because they cover a different uh, aspect. One is ULIP, which is already in the tax net. We have annuity products, again, which is in the tax net, Mm -hmm. and protection upon death is tax-free. That Mm -hmm. remains as such. Mm -hmm. So, what are the products now which will come under the tax net? That 5 lakh aggregate cover. We're talking about participating and non-participating products. Yes. These are called as traditional plans, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Because
1: Mm -hmm. they cover a large part of savings and a small Mm -hmm. part of protection. And by protection, I mean life cover. Right? So, for across companies, these traditional products would somewhere account for 40 to 45% of their uh, premium total APs or total annualized uh, premium equivalents in a year, right? Now come to what is its contribution on a new business basis. Hmm. And this is the metric which the uh, market looks out for, because it also tells us Tells us the potential growth that a company has. When you yeah. look at it from that aspect, it okay. is around 60 65% of VNB or value of new business. And okay. there is where the entire market fear is. Like I said in the initial part of the conversation, yes. stocks did see a little bit of rebound, but they didn't take the commentaries from whatever the companies gave. Mm. And that's because increasingly VNBs are tending to flow from these sort of traditional products, right? Okay, That's one okay. part to it. Hmm, hmm. Now, what will the implication of both be on the financials of the life insurance yes. companies, Correct. right? If we look at that, most of the companies are guiding for, you know, a 10 to 12 kind of a decline in top line. Okay. But let's be a little more cautious, right? Because the whole process would involve some amount of recalibration, reorientation in the manner in which business is done and so on and so forth. Ooh, ooh. And therefore, it would be safe to assume, Kumar, that mm. the lost top line, at least in the immediate fiscal, that is FY24, when this scheme comes into motion, mm. would be as high as 16%. Because there okay. are players like HDFC Life, Max Life, mm. and LIC. LIC mm. has the highest share of you know participation and non-par products. 63% mm. of traditional products account for its total APE. So, because it has a lion's share in the business, LIC may be most impacted, right? Then okay. the next in the pecking order would be HDFC Life, followed okay. by Max Life. Okay. So, for these companies, I would expect that the, the hit on the top line or the revenue will be much higher, significant, very significant. And it's also that, you know, when, when you're, when you're talking to agents, when you're talking to your distribution channel, it's mm-hmm. not so easy to flip from one strategy to another. There's yeah, a very lot true. of, you very know, true. yeah, because uh, there is a certain way in which they've approached customers. Now they mm-hmm. have to first, a couple of months will go in just ensuring that they are oriented to the new way of marketing. Mm-hmm. And. A few more months will go in ensuring that the reoriented method of marketing is yielding money for the company, right? So net-net, we're talking about one year of earnings hurt here.
0: So what happens, this uh, very high impact on top line, how does it translate to the bottom line level? uh, Is there any color that you can give us there?
1: That's a very fair question because uh, technically uh, a 10% top line uh, hit must could be equivalent to a 5% or a 7% bottom line rate as well. Okay. Here, we are not percolating to bottom line for two reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Because one, there is an assumption that protection will increase, okay? The share of protection will increase. And this is, I wouldn't say this is the objective why the government did whatever it is doing. But uh, ultimately, the government is looking at, you know, making insurance not an elitist product or not an h product, but a product for mass market, right? Which means that ticket sizes will come down, which means that the reach will increase and so on. The good part of protection increasing is that protection has the highest margins. and above is what protection offers to an insurance company. In protection, if sold well or packaged very well, all the costs are typically recovered within one and a half years to two years of launching a certain product or acquiring a certain customer. And these are long-tenure products. They tend to have a 20-year, 30-year kind of a premium flow, Right. So it's a highly profitable business. And mm. therefore, the presumption is that although there will be a top line loss and mm. in the immediate uh, second order, a little bit of a margin sacrifice, maybe mm. in the ballpark of 100 to 150 or even up to 200 basis points to begin mm. with in FY24, mm. the impact to the bottom line may not be so much because we're okay. assuming that a part of the top line loss would be uh, compensated by a uh, slightly increasing share of protection, which will uh, somewhere cushion margins because we're talking about a differential of 35 and 80. So what we foregone in 35% as, as traditional products, we are yes. compensating that with 80% plus margin with a tradition okay. with a protection product, a retail okay. protection product. Okay. Right, so yeah. therefore, the net net impact on the bottom line may be about five seven percent, or even a little less than seven percent. That is that is the estimates for now. I don't think warrants to take a very uh a negative stand as well right now because yeah. we're talking about companies like ipru Life, HDFC Life, and uh, SBI Life. LIC also weathered so much of changes in this industry. Hmm. It's at best one year of problem for them. They've been quick to rebound. So let's give some credit to the companies. I would say we'll we'll take a wait and watch approach. Hmm. In the next six months or so, we'll get a little more clarity as to how they are re-engineering their plans.
0: Okay, okay, great. The next question that comes to my mind is, you know, how do you think insurers will make up for this loss in business? I mean, they are agile, They are flexible. I get that part. But how do you think they will kind of make up for this loss? And what could be the ways they could reorient their businesses?
1: It's a long term-ish kind of a thing, Kumar. Because Mm. uh, like I said, it takes about a couple of months to reorient your distribution channel. Mm. And it takes a few more months from there for the distribution channel to yield the right kind of results that we're looking at. So we are going to see ticket sizes shrink. Already... There is evidence to prove that ticket sizes which were over one and a half, two lakh crore and so on, Mm. have reduced quite significantly in the recent years, right? Mm. We we might see a further shrinkage from those levels. That's number one. Uh, Number two, you will see them introduce more of you know protection plans, perhaps sort of even realign how much they want to do as savings and protection even within the Traditional businesses, and mm. accordingly, you know, sort of even uh, change their actuarials a little bit because that's the fundamental when it mm. comes to selling insurance products to suit the requirements of customers going forward from April 1st.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. This protection side of the business is, uh, I mean, equally profitable, if not more profitable. Then, if that yes, is so, why have insurers not focused on that part? And they focused on this high value policies. Because, is it because... They oh, it's
1: to- a fabulous question. It's a very good question. I was waiting for this. So there are two things here again, Kumar. So one, the insurance stocks are sold to investors based on the theme of underpenetration. We're often told that, oh, India is a country of underpenetrated insurance uh, Mm. uh, products. Therefore, this is a sector that will go phenomenally because people will take insurance. They will eventually learn the value of life and so on and so forth. Right. Mm. And the second thing is that what is actually happening on ground is Mm. there is a little bit of lazy insurance that's happening. And Mm. what I mean by lazy insurance is that we're told very often that we sell what people want. People also end up taking whatever the companies market well, right? True, true, it's, a, uh, it's a it's a it's a two way street that sort yeah. of uh, works out here. For a very brief period, for about a couple of months, starting from April to let's say at best June, July, or August of mm. 2020, we mm. saw a surge in uh, uh, premiums towards protection plans because okay. that was the onset of COVID. COVID. People yes. were very scared, what's going to happen, and so on. Mm-hmm. But the whole trend fizzled out very quickly and there is one more reason why it did because that we saw the start of low interest rate regime set in by then you know so it made the whole environment very very easy and simple for companies to sell a mix of protection and savings wherein the savings component was a lot higher because we were pitching it in as a, a product which would boost their uh, investment profile and the protection component was very low at best Mm. 20% or so Mm. right Mm. so after the initial surge that we saw this Mm. suited people because they were getting tax benefits they were getting a better return on investment compared to FDs and so on Mm. right so this lazy insurance has been what driving the value of new business for a very long time. Remember, we started the conversation saying that BNP is being generated about 60-65% by traditional products. This is what we meant at that juncture, right? Now, unfortunately, as much as protection and underpenetration as teams are being constantly pushed by insurance companies, Mm there is a little bit of uh, let's say a double standards they oh. try to make insurance a very attractive business taking the under penetration but yeah. very rarely is our companies focusing so much on protection and protection related penetration so yeah. there is a mismatch right now and this mismatch will get plugged because if you look at countries outside of india and i'm talking about developed nations like the us china germany and so on the sh- share of protection to total life insurance products is upwards of eighty percent in India. It's not even fifteen percent. That's the kind of gap that we are staring at, and that's the kind of gap that the government is also trying to bridge here.
0: Okay, so this focus on protection—that is the term plans and as it, I mean those kind of products—is this uh, best for the long term? I mean, is this is. The way then? Then the the industry kind of reorients itself. So in that sense. This may be like these high-value policies and mixing largely investment and little bit of actual insurance. That kind of product is was probably mm. a low-hanging fruit then, right? And now they You're have. No right. You're right. You're right. They have no other way than to really look long-term and do what they actually are supposed to do. That is sell Absolutely, only. Absolutely,
1: Kumar, you got it right. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yes. Okay.
0: Okay. So this is fair enough. So how should investors approach insurance stocks right now in light of all this development that is happening? How should people look at insurance stocks?
1: Okay, let's take this one. So uh, why were insurance stocks in vogue back then in 2017, 2018? Because Mm. banks were in a total mess. We did not know when the asset quality issues were going to stop. Were the asset quality issues going to stop and so on? Mm. Whereas insurance stocks offered a... Alternative whereby it was free of all these uh, issues, right? Mm, There was mm. no asset quality uh, problem or anything. And here we were getting a good runway of just growth. And like I said earlier, under penetration and capturing that was a big theme that insurers uh, or rather stock market was trying to sell to investors. Mm. And this is what led to the rise and rise of insurance stocks, life insurance stocks. True, true. Right? Mm -hmm. Now that theme is reversing. Mm. Markets are also largely beginning to recognize that these people aren't doing much, point number one. And point number two, banks are back with a a bank. So when there is visibility in earnings, when there is visibility in the quality of balance sheets of banks, why would somebody look at insurance stocks? Because insurance stocks, not just in India, but globally are Mm. a surrogate to... Mm uh banks and large financial institutions. Therefore, we are seeing a technical switch in mood happening towards banking stocks and pure play lending stocks at this point in time. Okay. That is that is largely how the theme as far as the investment uh, uh, arena is concerned. Huh,
0: huh. So uh,
1: but, but call, having said that,
0: yeah, yeah. Your call, yes. uh, how you look at insurance stocks, the ones that are listed. Uh, what is your yes. sense there?
1: Perfect, perfect. So I would say that, you know, uh, if, a, uh, if a person, yes. and therefore financial services will be a big basket of anybody's portfolio. Mm. If you've exhausted your kitty of uh, stocks and banks and BFCs and so on, uh, like I said earlier, the surrogate will be to look at life insurance stocks. Mm. Within LI, my order of pecking would mm. be Ipru Life, largely mm. because... It's still attractive in terms of valuations. And Mm. to some extent, it's also shielded from uh, these sort of uh, complications that the budget is going to throw up because its share of uh, traditional products is a lot lower compared to others. One might argue that that is also the case with SBI Life, but Mm. SBI Life valuations are still stiff. If there is some amount of correction that is evident in that counter, I think we would start looking at SBI life favorably. Uh, HDFC life is also at an attractive level. It used Mm. to be around 4x price to embedded value Mm. about two, three years back. It's Mm. now at around 2.8, 2.6x levels, therefore making it quite attractive for investors. We've always had a very positive view on LIC. And I think we would continue to maintain that largely and purely from a valuation perspective. The last stock in this kitty is Max Financial Services which hmm. is the operating company or the holding company for Max Life. Max life uh, yeah. BL portfolio hasn't had a very constructive view on the stock. Mm-hmm. And I would want to believe that fundamentally nothing has changed that uh, one should really uh, uh, have an alternate view right now on Max Life. I continue to remain a little pessimistic about
0: that stock. Okay. Okay. That's very interesting. Thank you, Hamsini, for these insights. So, listeners, now, so listeners, Now you can take a call on life insurance stocks and we hope our conversation helped you understand more about the fallout and the way ahead. That's it from us this week. Stay tuned for further podcasts and actionable advice from us at PL Portfolio. Read us in print on Sundays and online at thehindubusinessline.com slash portfolio. Do share our podcast in your circles if you find them useful. Thank you.